Welcome to the Showboys Newscast, bringing you all news and no opinion. I'm Mike. And I'm Nick. Thanks for joining us. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get right into it. So starting off the do- the, the show today, we have some DC Extended Universe news. The first piece uh, being that Zack Snyder's Justice League gets a release date. Uh, the long-awaited Zach, or Snyder cut of the Justice League now has an official release date. Snyder himself tweeted a poster image with the release date of March 18th, 2021, which will stream on HBO Max. Justice League will also release with an R rating thanks to, quote, violence in some language. Shockingly, this is not the first DCEU entry to land an R rating, as the Ultimate Edition of Batman vs. Superman was also rated R. Continuing on in the DC universe, Henry Cavill inks a a three-movie deal to return as Superman. Now, this is a rumor and has not been confirmed yet, but it is being reported by the cultured nerd that Henry Cavill has signed a new deal with Warner Brothers to reprise his role as Superman in multiple new movies. Uh, and this is speculated to be three movies and a few additional cameos for a total of five to six movies. It's also speculated that this will include at least one solo film and a prominent role in a Black Adam sequel, which uh, will be featuring Dwayne jo- Johnson the rock as black Adam Cavill himself uh, successfully helped pitch a new arc for Superman, which was allegedly widely praised and helped bring him back to the role. Speaking of DC reprisals, uh, Ben Affleck is also rumored to be coming back for more Batfleck. The culture nerd is back with reports that Affleck has agreed to headline a Batman series on HBO Max, as well as signing a deal to return for, quote, an undisclosed amount of films featuring his version of Batman. This is on top of the already reported and official return of the Batfleck in the Flash solo movie. Continuing on with some DC news, Static Shock and a host of other animated and live-action DC entries are coming to HBO Max. February is a busy month for DC concerning HBO Max. Static Shock will be joining the platform on February 15th when all 52 episodes of the animated series will be available to stream. The animated series Batman the Brave and Bold, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, and The Batman, as well as live-action titles like Aquaman, Man of Steel, and the four Tim Burton-era Batman films, being Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, and Batman and Robin, will also be added to the platform this February. And continuing on with superhero news marvel looks to reboot the punisher with john bernthal now again this is a a rumor it uh hasn't been confirmed but giant freaking robot has uncovered plans for an mcu reboot of the punisher which plans to keep actor john bernthal uh, to reprise his role as frank castle aka the punisher Now, the rights to the Netflix Marvel series have reverted back with Disney for the most part, and it looks like they will be starting The Punisher with a, quote, clean slate while keeping the fan favorite Bernthal as the uh, main character there. 
While land, the landing spot for a Punisher reboot has not been confirmed, it, it seems unlikely that it will land on Disney Plus due to its extreme violent nature. Uh, it is being speculated that the show could air on Star, which is the extra add-on to Disney Plus for mature content, or even Hulu. More MCU news. Black Widow's theatrical release is still up in the air. Uh, again, this is another rumor. We got a lot of rumors tonight. After being pushed back for a theatrical release in May of 2021, it looks like Black Widow's release date is still in question. Kevin Feige is holding out hope that the May release will still happen, but admits that it could change due to the current landscape of the industry. This has led to the rumors of a release straight to Disney Plus swirling back up. And while this hasn't been confirmed, it's looking more likely than ever before as another release date pushback will delay the MCU's plans for Phase 4 even further. Um, yeah, the, the, what, what, do you, what do you think about, about a Marvel movie going straight to Disney Plus? I think that would be a solid move, at least for Black Widow, just because it's been delayed, what, a year now? And it's been, I think... The pushback to May was the second delay. Yeah, I mean, and I even think things like uh, the new James Bond movie, like all, everything that was supposed to come out in 2020 just needs to come out on a streaming service at this point. I think they're losing their um, traction on those ones. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I know Marvel doesn't want to. <laughs> keep delaying phase four after the giant cash cow the first three phases of the mcu have been they're just there's building up the star wars agenda in this <laughs> in this lull of mcu yes we have one more piece of mcu news and i found this one kind of interesting uh, again it's another rumor but jim carrey is being eyed for a role in the franchise Reports indicate that Jim Carrey is in talks with Feige and co to bring Carrey into the MCU. While no details have confirmed what role Carrey will, is being considered for, it has been confirmed that the talks are indeed happening, though that doesn't always necessarily mean anything will come to fruition. Um, that would definitely be an interesting uh, role for Mr. Carrey, but hey. He's done some dramatic stuff. Uh, obviously, he has his comedic background. Um, so I don't know. I, I think he could probably pull it off depending on the role. Yeah, and lots of lots of cross universe um, actors. You know what I mean? As far as MCU, DC, Star Wars, now they're kind of just they're everywhere. Yeah. That's true. Jim Carrey did play the Riddler in one of the Burton Batman. That movies, is right. So. Yep. He's going to be the Riddler in the MCU. <laughs> I'm for it. Yeah. Switching gears, uh, diving into some Netflix news and rumors. Uh, Netflix's animated series Pacific Rim The Black has a teaser trailer and a premiere date. Premiering March 4th, Pacific Rim The Black, a new animated series from Netflix, is set to expand on the Pacific Rim world established in the live action movies. Set in a kaiju overrun Australia, the show will follow two siblings on their search for their parents by teaching themselves how to operate an abandoned Jaeger to survive. Man, I kind of want to get, like, after the Godzilla vs. Kong trailer, like, I kind of want to get into the Pacific Rim kaiju stuff. Yeah, I mean, you've seen you've seen both of the Pacific Rims? No, I haven't seen either. 
Oh my goodness. Yeah. You have to watch those. You're you'll love them. There isn't a lot to that world. Um, there's really just those two movies. I imagine there might be some comics and books, but you know, that's the bulk of it. So this is really exciting to get a, a series nonetheless. Um, in that world it's really cool you'd like it a lot especially since you've been on the the monster universe kick and continuing netflix is report reportedly bleh, developing an elder scroll show that they claim will be as big as the witcher so this is a popular conspiracy comparison that's been floating around ever since the mcu went all the way to the top and the witcher came out to you know become the kind of replacement for game of thrones um we now see elder scrolls coming around full circle to try and rival the witcher on the on the screen front as far as series goes um i think this is interesting because elder scrolls kind of held the um, open world RPG title as far as like the one to achieve to be. So now we're kind of coming full circle with Elder Scrolls coming out in, as a series. Um, this is interesting because uh, the owner of Elder Scrolls, Bethesda, is also working with a Netflix rival, Amazon, to develop a Fallout series. So a little bit of cross-platform working with Bethesda. Yes, got got hands in multiple baskets. Not a bad thing. No. Nope. A um, little bit of extra Witcher news. One of two spinoff series from Netflix's The Witcher, Blood Origin, a six-part limited series starring Jodie Turner-Smith of Queen and Slim and Night Flyers, British actor who is popular in those. Um, it will explore a tale lost to time of the first prototype Witcher, 1,200 years before Geralt. The conjunction of the spheres where the worlds of monsters, men, and elves merged into one. Uh, the other spinoff will be The Witcher, Nightmare of the Wolf, will be an animation focusing on the story of Geralt's mentor, Witcher Vesemir. So that's cool that, you know, these are already that far along while we're waiting for Witcher season two. True. Hey, bring it on. We'll take more. Let's keep it coming. Uh, but while we're on the net Netflix train here, um, I found an interesting article about a new docu-series coming to Netflix on February 10th. So after you're done listening to this episode, go watch this docu-series. Uh, Joe Berlinger, uh, his new four-part docu-series titled Crime Scene, The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel will be releasing on Netflix on the 10th and will be covering the mysterious story of Eliza Lamb. Uh, if you're familiar with this um, story, it's a very interesting story. Um, just a, a very odd and creepy video, uh, surveillance video from an elevator of this uh, Eliza Lamb lady and it was just really concerning it was super weird and unexplainable and uh, after that surveillance video she just disappears uh, she was later found dead in the hotel's water tank on the rooftop of the hotel with seemingly no explanation Berlinger stated that the series will not be sensationalizing her story but rather just focusing on all the details so uh should be an interesting and you know somewhat creepy watch. There's uh, 
a ton of videos out there on YouTube and a ton of podcasts that probably have covered this. So if you're not familiar with Eliza Lamb, you know, look her up. It's interesting. And I'm sure this docuseries will be really uh, an entertaining watch at the least. Um, we have more creepy news from Netflix. Uh, our boy Mike Flanagan has yet another series headed to the streaming platform. Flanagan is developing another horror f- uh, anthology series for Netflix called The Midnight Club. The series is based off the novels written by Christopher Pike and revolves around a group of terminally ill teens. So far, the cast includes Ada, Igby Rigney, Ruth Codd, William Chris Sumter, Aya Fukawa, that was probably butchered pretty bad, Anara Shepard, this one's going to be butchered too, so I apologize in, in advance. Sarian Sapkota, Zach Guilford, Samantha Sloan, Matt Bidel, and Heather Langenkamp. Uh, Heather Langenkamp being from Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, so our boy, back at it with the anthology horror series. Another series with the word Midnight in the title if you remember from last week or the last newscast he's also developing i believe the midnight mass does does that sound right nick yep that is correct yeah so i like flanagan's work so that should be an interesting watch and while we're on the topic of anthology series amazon has a new anthology series called solos and it's announced its cast and it's packed with a lot of stars Headlining the cast is Morgan Freeman, Anne Hathaway, and Helen Mirren, who are also joined by Uzo Aduba, Nicole Bahari, Anthony Mackie, Dan Steven, and Constance Wu. Solos will be a seven-part anthology series exploring the deeper meaning of human connection and is slated for release later this year. Speaking of Amazon, let's kind of put them on a down note real quick here for this one, but a new report details mismanagement and more behind the scenes in Amazon game studios. This is a big sad for me. Yeah. It, it, it has a lot of implications for a few things we've, we've talked on uh, recently, but the report is compiled based on over 30 current and former Amazon employees and highlights reports of mismanagement, a bro culture that has been allowed as well as the, direction to chase trendy concepts rather than design their own cough ea um (laughs) leading to multiple projects being canceled uh for those that are familiar with the amazon game studios uh i guess lineup of canceled projects this includes a league of legends mike inspired game called project nova which was canceled in 2017, as well as a Fortnite-inspired project named Intensity that was thrown out in 2019. This also includes last year's Crucible, which was released, then unreleased, then outright shut down later in the year. This also could spell an uncertain future in the already delayed New World Survival MMO set to release this year, which is the main sad point for Mike and I, as we liked that game. But we will see. Just never good to see um, kind of disorder in the ranks of a an upcoming game studio. Yes, I will continue to hold out hope, but that does not make me feel good. <laughs> oh, man. But we got a, a another spicy rumor on the gaming front. 
and that is that there may be news coming for a Jedi Fallen Order 2 and a Battlefront 3. With all the Lucasfilms games news of late, it looks like we may have some news coming on the status of a Fallen Order sequel and a Battlefront 3. An anonymous leak suggests that Battlefront 3 is very early on in development and that DICE is attempting to, quote, reinvent the franchise. The leak suggests that we might see some news that uh, early this year, but uh, we're not expected to get much in terms of information. You know, maybe a logo, maybe an image. Uh, the same leak also says that the Jedi, the Fallen Order 2, is much further along in development than we might expect, stating Respawn ha- began working on it prior to the release of the first game, the Fallen Order, back in 2019. And claims an announcement will most likely take place in the second half of this year. This source is the same that leaked a Knights of the Old Republic sequel being worked on outside of EA a day before that news broke anywhere else. So maybe a little credence behind this one. Uh, Exciting nonetheless. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, a reinvented or just a flashback to the already established, I would say a combination of all four of the Battlefront games to amass itself into Battlefront 3 would be ideal. Um. I think we, we talked about about that similarly on our last um, What's Playing episode out mm-hmm. this week. Um, Chad and I, I think, touched on a the you know the idea of a Battlefront 3. And then Fallen Order makes a lot of sense. For sure. And I'm glad to see Respawn is allegedly working on that. Yep, keep it in the family. Right. And not to dub ourselves another star boys <laughs> episode we will Welcome i will star boys i will crash through um the next five or six rumors here circulating in star wars lots of star wars rumors not a lot of news um i would say these next ones are kind of a blend between rumor and, and news right mm-hmm. so they're kind of they're kind of official but there isn't a lot to stick them to so they might as well be rumors um alden Ironreich will return as Han Solo in a future Star Wars content. Apparently, there are big plans for Solo going forward. A potential show focusing on Amelia Clark's Kiara and Darth Maul. As we saw at the end of Solo, that would be very good. And potentially a Solo show of its own. I would love that. Yeah, I definitely, I I think a a Solo 2 movie um, is on the way. I feel like that's somewhere in the mix. But, um... Anything there would be good. I liked him as Han Solo, and I think there's lots to explore about yes. the the scoundrel himself. I want more Maul in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> yeah, I, I think a lot of people do. Um, another one is Ahsoka Tano rumored to be getting her own solo movie. Not to be confused with a solo movie <laughs> from above. Or the but... Solos anthology series yeah, lots of, earlier yeah. on. <laughs> um, this makes sense, but it could also just kind of be misinformation in there. Um, she's obviously working on her own series. She's probably just being plugged for a lot of different movies, shows, and appearances throughout the entire um, Star Wars universe that Disney's building. So... I think there's merit to that, but we'll see. 
Um, this is more so news reported officially. Liam Neeson um, joins the Obi-Wan series to reprise his role of Qui-Gon Jinn. None other. Um, this could easily be a more, I think this could be a more present use of his voice as seen in season six of Clone Wars during the Yoda arc. Um, or maybe flashbacks of a younger Obi-Wan in training with Qui-Gon. Um, so that, that'd be interesting to see him there, but he is not foreign to lending his voice acting throughout Star Wars. He was even in episode nine. Yeah. Um, I heard, I speaking I heard Ray. There. Yeah. They love to use old Liam in there where they can such a, such a presence in the force. Lucasfilm reportedly developing an animated Star Wars movie. Nothing too crazy there. Um, it's been a while since we've had an animated Star Wars movie, really since the Clone Wars, which wasn't all that impressive. But, you know, maybe a, a 501st animated movie. I could see something like that hitting really well, but we'll let that just kind of rest there. Uh, less of a rumor, more of a statement that I think is mostly a response to a lot of just discussion around the Mandalorian. But John Favreau has stated that the Mandalorian will lead into the sequel trilogy. So I know you and I have spoke, spoken a lot about how there are a lot of correlations between the story, ar story arcs in season two of Mando and connecting them to elements of the sequel trilogy directly. Yes. yes, shameless plug. Go listen to our Mandalorian companion series where we speculate the crap ton out of everything that happened in season two. But yeah. Uh, always enjoy, you know, any Star Wars news or rumors. They're always exciting. Get the blood pumping. Um, but we got, what, three more, three more, um, updates here to get through so we're we're rounding the corner here uh we this one is actually pretty exciting for me um as a fan of robert kirkman this got me excited uh there is an update on the live action invincible film uh robert kirkman creator of the walking dead uh comics and then later on the show and just you know writer of many comic series uh, he said that the live action film is still on the docket and that Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, who uh, recently they're, they're writing, producing directorial chops uh, were used in shows like the preacher or preacher and the boys. Uh, they will be writing and directing this film. Kirkman also said that this film will be completely separate from Amazon's animated adaptation of the comic series invincible. The story follows Mark Grayson, a 17-year-old kid whose father is the most powerful superhero on the planet, Omni-Man. If you know anything about Kirkman, you'll know that this will be no typical superhero tale. Um, in other movie news, Cloverfield will be getting a direct sequel, <laughs> which it's about dang time. It's only been like, what, 13 years or so? Uh, but Joe Barton, who is currently the showrunner for HBO Max's Batman-themed Gotham City Police Department crime series, 
has been hired to write the script for a direct sequel to the original Cloverfield film. This sequel will not be a found footage film like the the first movie, but rather a more traditional style movie and will be produced by J.J. Abrams and Hannah Minghella, who is the head of film at Bad Robot, uh, which is J.J. Abrams' company. That'll be cool. Yes, very cool. I love Cloverfield, and like we were just talking about earlier, I'm on a kaiju kick. That's a pretty big one right there. Um, so excited to get back into that series and world. So, And maybe this will lead to even more future Cloverfield things. Uh, and last, but definitely not least, the first entry in the Resident Evil film reboot has a release date. So the new Resident Evil movie, simply titled Resident Evil, uh, which is will be directed or it was uh, directed and co-written by Johannes Roberts, uh, is set in 1998 in Raccoon City and will be an origin story tracing the iconic Raccoon City incident, which set off the viral zombie outbreak we all grew to love. Kea Skoldale. Scodolario. Wow, I probably just I'll never help you with these names you choose to <laughs> pronounce. Yeah. Kea, uh there. She's from Maze Runner, and Robbie Amell from Upload and you know a handful of other things are set to as- appear as Claire and Chris Redfield, respectively. Resident Evil is slated to release in theaters on September 3rd of 2021 and will kick off a new series of films. This film joins the news that was already reported of a live action resident evil series on Netflix. Uh, this series will cover two different timelines, one being an origin story and one being a story set 10 years into the outbreak. Uh, but don't worry because both the film and the Netflix series are being made by Constantine films. So hopefully we might see some connectivity or interweaving of, you know, st- story and characters from you know the the movie franchise and this netflix series uh but yeah hopefully they get the resident evil franchise right this time because i was not being a huge fan of the <laughs> was definitely not a fan at all of <laughs> the last resident evil movie franchise they totally missed the mark glad i dodged that one yeah Zero out of ten would not recommend. Dang, that's low. Yeah, and I usually love everything. Right. That means something <laughs> coming from you. Yes. Well, once again, thank you for joining us. We hope you found this both entertaining and infor- informative. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe everywhere you consume our content. Find all the places we publish our content on our link tree. Which is link or wow I, I messed that up for the first time all the times i've been plugging our link tree and i finally messed it up anyways you can find our link tree at linktr.ee slash showboys podcast uh, be sure to join our discord server and become a member of the showboys community to hang out with the showboys staff and other listeners as well as get some cool perks such as being able to see all of the articles we had to choose from for making this episode of the newscast uh, but we weren't able to squeeze into the episode because we didn't want to have a another three-hour episode of Showboys for you. <laughs> that's only for when Chad's around. That's true. Well, 
Anyways, all the article links covered in this episode will be included in the episode description for your reading pleasure. If you have anything you would like us to cover in more detail or included in the show here, please comment where available. Email us at showboyspodcasts at gmail.com or join us, as Mike said, in our Showboys Discord for all the community action. And be sure to tune in to Showboys Radio on the Discord server. That's right. Got some bangers playing right now. All right. Awkward end. See you next time. And we're out.